0: Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona.
1: But this entire time has been powerful. It's been very, um, like honoring or rewarding to see and hear from every person. Now, I know there's a lot of, uh, Pressure. There's like a, a press to do it. it. There's a, at least for me, insane anxiety, nervousness, all the stuff that comes. Um, but to have seen each member of the family that was pulled step into the role to, to, to really press in and know that they hear from him right. and to be able to dispense that because there's a piece of everyone that we need. There is a portion of kingdom. Right that each person carries.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it's mm-hmm. not like uh, religion or church where it's one person mm-hmm. who knows everything and you just come get fed. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. Yep. There's nothing. You just come and it's almost like going to watch a show. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, in, in a sense, that's yeah. practically what it is. Yeah. But yeah. to be pressed and to answer the press mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is yeah, a right. powerful thing. There are very few who will... Engage difficulty on purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and move against pressure because they know they grow from it. Yeah. They know it makes them stronger. And it is completely, everything in you will want to turn away from it. Everything in you desires to run yeah. from it. And to see every member of the family uh, engaging and and not giving up and pushing through has been really powerful for me to see. Uh, and in that, uh, I just wanted to thank Mom and Dad for the opportunity. I mean, I said yeah. it last week, but I really feel humbled that uh, like, it's one thing to trust a word from Yahweh from Mom or Dad, but to trust it from every individual has been very powerful for me personally, just to yeah. see what the body carries for me, yeah. that yeah. there's so much more that I need in every one of you. And it shows that interweaving uh, of like a root system that is such a foundation that we need. And so uh, just thank you, you guys, for everyone who's, who's been, you know, entering into the press. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen.
3: yeah, so just to piggyback off what Derek was saying. I think it would be extremely valuable not only being present with everybody as we go through this process, but going back and listening to what people are testifying about as far as what Yahweh is speaking to them and what that inherently means for their gifting and what they carry, just like Derek was talking about. I think that to be in tune with your own body, to trust your own Mm -hmm. body, again like we've been talking about yeah. it's incumbent upon each and every individual to be aware or to press or pursue to be aware of what other people carry
2: yeah
3: mm-hmm. um, it makes me think of when apostle paul talks about unity and we always yeah. teach that unity isn't something that you have to fight to gain it's it's ours to lose
2: mm-hmm.
3: so we need to think about the body in those terms that our understanding of our own body and how that works is ours to lose. Which means we have to carry the burden that I need to at least make a reasonable effort to find out people I'm in covenant with in relationship with, I need to pursue and find out what is it that they carry, because why are we yeah. assembled together?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like we're an assembly, right? We're assembled. What does that truly mean? I can't I can't understand the purpose of our assembly if I don't know what the member next to me, what their calling is, their gifting, their purpose, yeah. right? Their desire that God put in them. So just want us to be thinking that way and really taking the opportunity with these nights when we're hearing from everybody, um, you know, to really walk in that mindset. And so with that, we've got Sarah, Tyler, Missy, and Abby um, on the phone here. And... Um, we were thinking that we could have sarah go first and i i wanted to kind of preface whatever it is that sarah is going to dispense this evening that i i in my perspective sarah is a first fruit
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: of a lot of prophetic words or prayers or things that we have fought for, stood for over the years as a family, Sarah's, like, you're a first fruit of that. You're evidence of those prophetic words being made manifest. And so um, I also know that we gave you a word um, before you moved here about being a standard bearer. And so to me, in my mind, that's kind of the context that I'm probably going to hear whatever you're going to say. But that's just kind of, you know, a way to connect dots on, you know, what what does it look like Yahweh speaking to somebody that is a standard bearer?
2: Mm-hmm. How
3: how yeah. how does Sarah perceive <laughs> yeah. Yahweh speaking to her and yeah. what is it that she you know, how does she apply that to the body? Yeah. And so
2: um
3: we just really appreciate you, Sarah, and uh we're ready to hear what it is that Yahweh's <laughs> been showing you. Yes. <laughs>
4: I'm going to start out reading and then I'll try to go off what I said. Let me find the space. (laughs) If you can't hear me, tell me because sometimes I don't speak Um. I've heard many of us say how difficult the night season was, as well as it being a long cold winter. (laughs) I was no stranger to these difficulties. I was wrestling with feeling isolated and alone. Being in a new place and cycle after cycle of sickness. (laughs) Dealing with fear of maybe not having enough and not being enough for Shiloh. And at times, crippling anxiety. (laughs) Um, But I felt like I was doing all of the right things. Like I was praying, and I was the word. You know, all the things that we know to do. I felt like, hey, I'm doing that. Like, Why isn't it changing? And um, I was wrestling through it, I had questions, I had doubts, and I just was just like, there's nothing, there's no relief. And um, a few weeks ago, I had some beautiful women in this room <laughs> sit with me, listen to me, pray with me, and that moment was a shift for me. And I felt that weight begin to lift. And I'm a crier, so just... Cry, just cry. <laughs> it out. Um, And my perspective began to open in a new way. I realized that I've been looking at what was happening in my life through the wrong lens. And my lens was so magnified that I couldn't see beyond what was happening or a way out of it until I changed the lens. And when I began to look at my life from an expanded perspective, I realized, as he showed me, (laughs) I was in the fight too long.
2: And by that I
4: mean, I was the wrestling that started out as a good thing became the excuse for me not to move forward.
2: Mm. Oh. And I think the wrestling
4: that started out as a good thing became an excuse for me not to move forward. Wow. And I think that happens to a lot of us we're wrestling and we're doing the very things that he asked of us, mm. but when we don't see the forward movement uh-huh. or we gain the understanding that we desire, we unknowingly allow pride to come in mm. and we become stubborn and not wrestle from a place of humility, yeah. but mm-hmm. rather yeah. trying to prove it wrong uh-huh. or to mm-hmm. match our situation or belief. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's where I was at. I had to come to this place of humility and surrender. And I had to lay down my need to know. Mm-hmm. And I had to activate my faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And when I did that, a deep cry came out of me. And that cry was, Hine, me," mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a Hebrew word. It's a simple word when you just glance at it. <laughs> it the simplest form is, here I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But really, what it is, is it's the deepest level of surrender.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's our yes. Yeah. And um, I want to read you a, a definition from this rabbi that just like blew my mind. <laughs> and it says, Here I am is pure, it's astonished, it's unguarded affirmation given before all the facts are known. It is a spontaneous, unequivocal, commitment-promising, I am here. Where and as you find me, fully attentive-focused, all in, all of me with all that I am and all that I can be. me is a response of sacred and undiluted presence. It's a response in which self sheds all reservations, expands the boundaries. Indicates a readiness to receive and respond to whatever experience is about to unfold.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's brave and it's humble. It's not casual and it's not something you just flippantly say. You know, you're not just like, oh, yes, you, you know, it's,
5: <laughs> there's Amen. there's a depth
4: to it and there's a cry that comes with it. And It's more than a physical showing up. It's a full-on spiritual, physical, intentional showing up. Kinemi is eye contact. It's vulnerability, active listening. It's leaning into the maybe. It can be uncomfortable and unsettling. It's the path less traveled. It's authenticity, and it is to stand ready. I may not have always known the depths of this word, but it has been my heart's cry to respond to him in this way, Mm -hmm. to not allow my wrestling to turn to pride or bitterness, but to allow a lovesick bride to say I'm showing up in every way no matter the cost. Yeah. And we can see this in the life of the patriarchs. With Abraham, when he was asked to sacrifice Isaac, his response was Hinani. I don't know, but I'll do it. <laughs> when the angel stopped him, again he said Hinani. When Jacob was in the dream and the angel called out to him, he said Hinani. When Moses stood before the burning bush, his response was Hinani. When Samuel was called by Yahweh, his answer was Hinani. Each one emerged from these situations completely transformed because of this heart position. And what I found was so incredible in looking at this word is it's also Yahweh's response to us. So I'm going to read that definition again, but I want you to hear it from Him that He's saying it to you. And He's saying, Megan, I'm pure. I'm astonished. By you, Linda. Mm-hmm. I unequivocally commit, mm-hmm. I promise I am here. Where and as you found me.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I am fully attentive focused. Mm-hmm. I'm all in Missy.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You have my sacred and undiluted presence. Mm-hmm. I am ready to receive and respond to whatever experience is about to unfold. Mm-hmm. I am intentionally showing up. You have my gaze. I am actively listening to you. And I stand a you. Just gonna
2: sit in that <laughs> and
4: this should be our heart's position. When the struggles it should be, period. But don't like this <laughs> life. <is> life. <laughs> And when those things come up, will we be people that say, will we position our heart to not just have this position, but to receive it? Yeah. I think sometimes I'll say for me, sometimes it's easier for me to say than to have him say it back to me and to receive it. And so I have a few questions that I want you guys to walk away with is, what lens are you wearing? And is it keeping you from seeing truth? And are there places in your heart where you have wrestled too long that you need to surrender and say Yahweh is so good that nothing is coincidence. As you think about your response to these questions and what action you may want to take, I wanted to share that today is actually called Pesach Shimi it's meaning the second Passover. During the first Passover, there were many people that were unclean, so they weren't allowed to participate. But Yahweh in his goodness waited 30 days and said, you can have another Passover. And that's just a reminder that he's a God of second chances. And that if some of us are needing to make some changes, then over the next seven days, let's enter in. Let's cross over in a new way, a new perspective, a bride lovesick for her groom that will do anything to be present with him. Mm-hmm. As we think about moving out of places that have restricted us and kept us from the truth, let us also engage with this month, which is Ayar or Ziv. And this month is synonymous with healing. This is when Moses turned the bitter water into sweet. And Yahweh says that I'm your healer. So if we're needing healing, it's here. It's here all the time. (laughs) But I think there's a special grace on this month. And it's also the month that manna fell from heaven. And so I ask you guys, what do you need today? The manna is falling all around us. And will we choose to eat of it and be nourished with no lack or will we be unaware and left hungry? We are in a unique moment. We have experienced Passover and now we are transitioning to the giving of the marriage covenant, the Torah and Shavuot. This month may feel a bit mundane because this is the full month of counting the Omer. We had half a month in Nisan and then we'll have half a, a month after. This is a full month of going through the process of transition to prepare to become the bride. Um, But essentially it was that (laughs) that we look at the questions that we talked about in the Counting of the Omer, and really the whole purpose of all of that is that he would prepare us to be the bride, that we would be made ready, and that we wouldn't be people that were caught
2: without our lamps lit.
3: Um
4: it's H I N E N
0: I Thank you and if you take the opportunity to look up the, the you know, obviously that's the way to, there's, yeah. there's Hebrew letters to it, and when yeah. you look up those Hebrew letters, it gets into what the you know, obviously there's endless depth of what that word means. And it is a powerful picture for us as we shift into what we're receiving. You know, yes, rehearsing and receiving, the you know, the Torah, the marriage covenant, and at the same time, for our whole family, we're also receiving, within this year a, spe- a, a specific aspect. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, like we're always rehearsing yeah. the whole picture and then he always has something yeah. for our family specifically yeah. on what yeah. we're receiving. Yeah, Everything she's talking about is like dead-on to the word that he mm-hmm. has for our, our whole, I mean obviously the whole family scheme to bears. It's not like a like a lofty word yeah. to teach, but it's a word for, I mean, it's like a very appointed time word for where we are and what's receiving. So super Thank And something that I noticed. Um, I mean, I, I somewhat thought, thought about it, but to hear you then declare that shift because I knew about that night mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting that it was the tail end at the end mm-hmm. of the three-month word. And I told them right there.
2: Yeah. Do <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> you guys remember at Hanukkah
0: when I told her in three months mm-hmm. the answer will come um, yeah. to, 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 to Yeah. I, to yeah. I right. yeah. So, so thinking mm-hmm. about but what's so powerful, she's not just saying Yahweh broke through. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. saying he broke through in yeah. such a way that exposed... I didn't have to be there, Mm -hmm. so he exposed that I was the one wrestling Mm -hmm. within that three-month time versus how you know we can Mm -hmm. operate in that blame or accusation. Why didn't you show up at this Mm -hmm. time? Right. And he then says, like, there's a time limit on me Mm -hmm. saying where you've been, and that level of partnership, like she's saying, is really that process that we're going through. Um, You know, it's just super, super powerful. Mm -hmm. And usually, those that go through that process than are the ones that have a hard time hearing his commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, does that does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's those that don't really go through a process that are like he can commit all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so I see that as a testimony. Yeah. You know, um, just that level of receiving so yeah. super powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank
3: you. I just want to add to that as far as the gifting for us to realize that in the family we have a standard there and that's kind of a, that can be a vague term, but to me in that, in in hearing your experience with him, there's, we have a heritage and a lineage, and within our lineage in our ancestry, there's a posture that the mm-hmm. patriarchs took mm-hmm. that you pointed out that was mm-hmm. consistent through generations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what... Yahweh has you in that posture. He has you carrying on the posture of the patriarchs. So when we, for us to understand what is the standard and how do we uphold it as Hebrew people, that's exactly what Sarah is carrying. I mean, what a tremendous gifting to uphold the standard through generations that you are tapping into and walking out the very same posture that our fathers in our history walked out at such critical times yeah. right, that have, that have made us who we are today. So um, it's just really powerful, and man, if you definitely, if we could all have that, because I feel like there, there was so much in that that we have, I'd have to listen yeah, to that good. over and over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Abby, you ready to go?
5: Talk so we can see if we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I'll try to be loud. Okay. I wrote some notes. Uh, so, this week I kept hearing um, one thing. That was, just because you can do something alone doesn't mean you have to.
2: Uh,
5: this brought up clinging and a press in myself to reflect what I've been clinging to. Before Kingdom Heirs, I clung to the rules. <laughs> Because practically it made sense that there were certain things that were right and wrong. There was a a shift when I came when I became part of this family, and we started talking about cleaning. Uh, one day I asked my my Kendra mom why I listen to her or need to ask permission as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, during our conversation, she helped me understand that my asking permission or being obedient was part of clinging. Um, I do not have to ask permission more, but when I do, it's out of place. out of a place of honor and clinging to her. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs>
0: Your mom and dad have great advice. <laughs> They're right on. <laughs> uh,
5: so now I've been pressed in clinging and uh, started learning how to practice clinging to family. Uh, and I've also felt my heart turn towards desire and devotion rather than mm-hmm. just. Um, one thing that I've had to work through is actively remembering that I don't have to do things alone. Uh, There have been times when I've caught myself reaching out to cling in times of crisis rather than maintenance. Uh, We've talked about unity um, and that it's maintained, not achieved. Uh, So at times I've clung well in the beginning of a relationship, but then out of clinging because I had the outlook of achieving rather than maintaining.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
5: Right now, the standard that I carry comes from a desire to learn from people's experiences. Mm -hmm. I've seen people struggle to do things alone, even when they have people around who are willing to walk through life with them and help them if they ask. Um, So, I carry the standard for myself that I will not do things alone. I'm still in the middle of a process, um, so I'm not perfect at it, of course, um, but my standard is to cling. Uh, Practically, there are a lot of things that I grew up hearing in church um, or things that I knew in my mind that were true. Um, Like I always heard church people say, oh, we're family, but relationships, were still acquaintances um, with, like, appearances of maintaining, but it's actually still crisis to crisis every week. Uh, so as part of Kingdomers, we've been walking out what it means to be family and how we walk out clinging. Um, so it's been a press for me, but there's such a huge difference that i've seen just between when you say something versus fully walking it out Mm
2: -hmm.
5: and then relating that corporately and to the remnant it's so important is wrestling through every standard that we have Mm -hmm. and making sure that we fully understand what we're holding and we are wrestling it through all the way to the end is in us and a part of us, not just something that we say or that we know. Hmm.
0: That's it. That was awesome. It's good happy. She went like yeah, she covered <laughs> her mouth. Yeah. I don't I'm sure that this is intentional, but it's like I'm seeing um you said something that was super powerful. You 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 keep you kept saying I have the standard, but yet at the same time you're saying, but I'm not perfect and I'm in a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said I'm gonna wrestle. Yeah. I can't remember how you said it, but you said I'm gonna wrestle it through. Mm-hmm. But you didn't like you said you're not you're not wrestling to achieve. Yeah. You're wrestling it out. Yeah. Because you have the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's that's super powerful to mm-hmm. proclaim. As a body, you know, as 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 all of us, that we, when 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 you when we say things like that, like unity isn't achieved, it's maintained, or it's something that you can, how do you say it? Something that you. It's it's ours ours, to lose. It's ours to lose. Is that I have the standard of clinging, and I'm I'm wrestling that out to fruition, not wrestling to obtain it. Yeah. Anyways, you kept saying that it was like hitting my spirit differently than I've ever heard it before. So it was that was awesome.
3: Yeah, all I could think about, Abby, when you were talking is that Abby has walked in a spirit of excellence. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows Abby knows that she's done everything that she could possibly put her hands to with excellence. Mm -hmm. But what I hear you saying, which is amazing, and I think this is where the gifting comes in as well, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: is that you're moving from a, a spirit of excellence to a spirit of perfection. And when I say perfection, Yeshua was the perfect law of liberty. Yeah. So you're you're moving beyond duty like you said, I do these things because they're right, because that's how it should be done, right? This is how you're supposed to do this, so I'm going to do it this way out of a spirit of excellence, but you're moving into a place of perfection which really means <clears throat> you're going to have a tremendous gift to understand how Yeshua and the law are fully harmonious. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: How he's a full representation of what perfection is and how that liberates you, right? The truth <coughs> shall set you free for us to understand that perfection isn't uh, based out of doing everything right, right? Mm-hmm. Perfection is the desire and the devotion you have to the Father to follow his instructions because you're devoted to him right so man it's so powerful to hear from everybody because now yeah. it's like when you start wrestling or yeah. struggling and both of you guys are talking about isolation
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: and now we now we start to understand okay you know just as a as a simple example you know Sarah knows what the page how the patriarchs postured themselves so maybe I need to understand that or Abby knows what it means to move from excellence to perfection, yeah. which a lot of people might think is the same thing, but it's really not,
2: yeah.
3: right? Excellence could be legalism, and perfection yep. is devotion. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's
3: good. So as we keep hearing from everybody, you know, really understanding as the body, not only that we're assembled, but how are we assembled, and how do we relate to each other?
0: Mm-hmm. It was really good, Abby. Abby, really quick, because I started laughing. When what was your mom's response when you said, as an adult, why do I need to ask permission?
5: She's.
0: <laughs> like, what did, what did she say?
5: Like, what did I say that she said?
0: Yes. Or, or literally, uh, what did she say?
5: I I don't know if I fully remember the actual words that she said, but it was um that. Oh, I de- I guess I didn't write down exactly what she said but I don't have to ask permission anymore but when I do it comes from a place of um, clinging and it was it's more of it's a relationship that like yes you're an adult I yeah. guess right you don't have to ask permission anymore but that when you do it comes from a place of honor and um, a desire to know what I know is best for you.
0: I wanted to just bring that up. Uh, well, hopefully that didn't sound bad when I was like, "Ha ha ha! Your parents are so cool." Um, that probably sounded bad. We just met, and it was a big part of our conversation, so they know what I'm talking about. It's just awesome to to hear it from that side. Um, but I wanted to bring this up because I think it's a powerful thing for all of us. Um, you know, even with what happened on Wednesday when there was really a call to that place of maturity. Yeah. Um. So yeah. when that maturity comes, you might say, well, I'm an adult. Why do I need to ask permission? Yeah. And I want to make sure that I remind everybody when we're talking about clinging, you don't have to, but you get to. Yeah. Because you can run off on your own, and it can be good. But yeah. there's good, better, and best. Yeah. And when yeah. you are granted permission mm-hmm. and sent, yes. it makes things... Yeah. So much more fuller in your life because of multi and that doesn't necessarily mean spiritual parents. I mean all these giftings. It's like being able to submit one to another and yeah. glean is going to give you a multidimensional perspective that you didn't have before that is only going to make things better. So it's really an opportunity of getting to, yes, out of a place of honor, yes, it's coming from a different place, but what you receive is also a totally different place. Because when you're a child, if you ask permission, you're going to receive it a certain way. When an adult asks for permission, you're going to receive that permission completely different. Mm -hmm. And we saw that expression even on Wednesday with us with a spiritual yeah. father that level of permission being granted mm-hmm. just catapults your life mm-hmm. it's not now granted there's a um, there's a shift right from excellence and rules because before in religion it could be in control it could be um, it, it's it's it come from it's from a totally different spirit it caps and it and it um, d- 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 Decapitates? probably decapitate. <laughs> Debilitates, right it comes from ways yeah. to push yeah. down and you can't versus that expression of permission yeah. but you said something so powerful because out of relationship I still know what's best for you Yes. and that's not yeah. gonna ever go away in any really in any relationship even from daughter to mother right yeah. so so anyway it's just super powerful I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's I think it's really important as we're walking this out into receiving our identity so mm-hmm. super good thanks Abby yeah
3: as an example of that in the scripture. So when Yeshua was baptized, Yahweh opened the skies and said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: When he said son, it meant mature son. So he was declaring maturity <laughs> over Yeshua, but that was just the beginning of his ministry.
2: Yeah.
3: And after he was declared as a mature son by the father with whom he was well pleased, all Yeshua sought to do was the will of the Father,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? Even though mm-hmm. he had come Not to a place of full maturity, yeah, he, yeah.
2: to where he was ready to
3: begin his ministry, yeah. his whole ministry, all he did was seek to do the will of the Father, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and and when we heard uh, during communion,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, D was was
2: mm-hmm.
3: just dropped that powerful thing about heaven on earth is when we do when we follow the father's instructions yep. right and even in this situation of of what Abby is is sharing with us tonight that as a mature daughter as an adult having a conversation with her mother that the mother is declaring her heart over her daughter that out of a place of honor you would still yeah. submit in a way to what i have in this you know in your life mm-hmm. Right. So when you really take a step back and think about everything we've been learning during the night season of the law, yeah. right, and just the, the disconnect there. But really when you think about it in terms of our actual covenant relationships, our familial relationships, it makes sense.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. It does
3: it doesn't make sense how we've known it. Yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. That's good,
0: Abby. We enjoy having you in the phone every week. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Kyle. Aww. Tyler, I'm missing.
6: Tyler, are you ready? Sure. <laughs> should have let me go in first so I didn't have to follow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess I could have
6: done that the book <laughs> um, It's like I, I had things uh I thought I had things to say, but um, listening to Sarah and Abby talk about the things that they talked about, what I have to say doesn't really, it doesn't really flow real well. Um, But when I think about the night season and trying to not, I know we're we're trying not to not give like updates of like where you're at and but what is being spoken to you. Um, we had a conversation last night that I can't stop thinking about. When, um, when uh, Yeshua was, was on the cross, he was killed because uh, folks didn't want to hear the truth. And I made a comment last week about that irritant of bringing the truth and you want to kill it. Um, it's, it's easy to say, well, you know, if I lived back then, I wouldn't. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you look at, at stages in history, when you see the whole story, it's easy to find yourself on the right side of history. And, um, for me, to go through a process of dismantling things that may have been half true, somewhat true, not true at all, what you thought was true is difficult because i'm I'm just wired a different way to where uh if 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 you think like if you think something is true and and you you say well i i can get behind that it's hard to say well maybe i shouldn't have been behind that uh but then yet the hebrew mindset of like everybody's got a certain aspect that brings you to a further truth it's that's been very difficult um but at the end of the day, I'm just very thankful for uh, family and the process of moving through things that gets you from A to B. And you can't discount all the things that you've gone through to right now to get you somewhere else. Um, and... The original intent has is is the only thing I cling to, I guess, is I okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna believe something, if I'm gonna believe the things we're learning, is the original intent? It doesn't really matter what happened the last forty two years just matters what's happening right now uh, to get you to a place where you can move forward with. uh, um, I mean, I've said some crazy things in the night season. I think I told Megan I was called to finish the church era. Wow. Um, but it goes back to the way that I'm, I was created and not to dis, try to not discount what, how you were made um, and the, the, the characteristics that you have that... Create a benefit of who you are to a family um, And To be able to just uh, I, I really not making much sense, but um, I Don't really like the night season I guess. I like spring and I like summer where everything's a little bit normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, it just, like I said, it, it, it struck me, Miss made a comment about how, like, uh, yeah, when Yeshua hung on the cross, he died because people re- killed the truth. And that, um, that really, that's just, that's all I've been thinking about. Like I had what I thought I wanted to say. Um, but since then, that's all I've been thinking about. And today's just been a week in a day. I, uh, today's been pretty tough. But to know, like, to self-reflect, I guess, to admit that maybe if I was 2,000 years ago, what camp would I have been in? And that's not really fun to look at. Um, that's really not fun to, because it's easy, it's easy, that's what I'm saying, like, you, you, we see the whole story of, of our Savior, Mm -hmm. we we see the story, Mm -hmm. but to put yourself Mm -hmm. in that time, Mm
2: -hmm.
6: and to say, yeah, I would have, I would have just followed him. I don't, I don't think I would have. I would have been loyal to uh, the law. I would have been loyal to things that weren't him. And that's not, that's not uh, easy to accept. Because we're supposed to, we're supposed to love the truth, the truth. Sets you free, but when the truth dismantles everything you think you are, mm-hmm. that's been tough to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And then, th- and, and and then it's easy to say, "Well, I was just called to finish the church here." So, I do, I, I want to apologize for saying I wanted to kill the truth. I mean, that's the truth, right? But I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Um, truth always brings it, we're so, well, I. I'm so hypocritical, you say glory from glory. <laughs> well, to get from glory to glory, you have to you have to uh, grow from the place you went, been from, and go to another place. Uh, so I, I really don't like the night season, I don't care for it. Um, I don't. I really, really don't. I know, and that's what I hate. Like, see, in construction, you start a job and you finish. And in this, you never finish. And I don't. I don't like that. Um so I I I can agree or I I understand a lot what Sarah and and Abby are saying Um, but when I let my walls down and I'm able to be calm I just enjoy the remnant, the family, because <laughs> I, I'm mean, and yet everybody likes me, <laughs> and I feel They're safe. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember Amber, and Jason telling me things like, I mean, I've been, I mean, there's so many. Everybody has has had conversations with me about like. I don't know if I should talk to you or say hi to you, but you do. And there's a guy, a guy like me that, um, has had such difficulty letting go of religion or the past. Or what you think is the original intent, or what you think family is. I. Huh? I. What do you mean? Like
4: you're
0: saying. I, think. I
6: don't understand.
0: Out of your place of self reflection, you're saying. Out
6: uh, of my self reflection. <laughs>
0: except
6: for not everybody else, <laughs> me. Um. There, you don't find this kind of uh, place or atmosphere at, it's very rare. And what's interesting to me, because I still, I'm very good at, at building my walls and keeping people at arm's length, it's... uh. So I feel like I, I still have an outside perspective, right? So from looking outside in, um, you don't find this in many places, and I I know that uh, Life, I mean, when we blink, 20 more years will go by. 10 more years will go by. Cutter, Jalen, they're graduating this year. My daughter is uh, engaged. Our daughter is engaged. And it time goes by so fast we forget what we have at times and i just there's there's moments like this where for me it's it's nice to reflect that there's people in my life that will not give up on me because i i don't when i you know, you hit your wagon to something. Sometimes, I mean, we all have those friendships or relationships that you think you're closer to somebody than you are, and then you have that moment where, like, they don't really value your friendship the way you thought they did, but here, um. That's never been a question. It's been more on me. Um, and again, the night season is is a, a tough uh, time to, to see all of that. And then when I come out of a night season, you think like everything is OK, but then you people around you show you how you have acted towards family, and then you realize the mess that you've made. Again, I I should probably just... Oh, it feels like therapy.
2: (laughs) Um,
0: I am taking note of everything you're saying.
6: But really to be lovers of truth. What is it? What's the saying like there's 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 what was good and then there's the truth. Yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah. (laughs)
6: That's hard to uh, to really look in the mirror and say, Okay, that was good, but here's true.
2: true.
6: I think the here's night true. season has has really brought that to the forefront and um C you should let me on first, then everybody <laughs> <That was good. laughs> <Thank you>,
2: Woo! <Tyler. laughs>
6: so yeah, try yes. to try to connect the dots and all that. I will. <laughs> it was really good.
3: Um I think that man there's there is coming out of this night season, it's not just us coming out of this night season, but coming out of the last seven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think all of our giftings can be a double edged sword.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But I think that's it's that's the extreme with you i feel like your gift mm-hmm. it's very tangible how much of a double-edged sword it is and i'm mm-hmm. talking about because you talked about hitching your wagon
2: yeah.
3: and tyler has a has carries loyalty yeah. in his heart
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah so when you hitch your wagon to something man yeah. you're you're like we're going
2: yeah
3: right like there's no question that's the that's the truth of your gifting and over the last seven years I feel like you have wrestled probably the most I've seen you and I would venture to say the most in your entire life the last seven years you have wrestled about am I on the right side of this or that yeah of history will when looking back in time Will I be declared on the right side of this scenario, that circumstance, whatever? And I feel like that's been hellish for the last seven years. And you said, when you said that you've been thinking about which camp would I be in concerning Yeshua on the cross, I feel like all that questioning of which side would I be on. This none of those yeah. all of that was to get you to that. the point of yes. The only thing yeah. in history that mattered yep. can, with your yes. question of which side would I be yep. on.
0: Yeah. Let's do that
3: that is stuff. that that reconciles all that other stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, I feel like when you said it, I feel like when you said it and us coming out of the night season, Mm
2: -hmm. that
3: this last seven years of questioning and toil and torment, that's done. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm Yeah. Because
3: you have put yourself in the place of reconciling yourself with the truth Mm -hmm. on the cross Mm -hmm. and you have faced, fully faced it. I don't think I would have, Mm -hmm. I would have killed him. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like yep. you're like I'm guilty, and yep. every all that other stuff is done.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's how Yep. Yeah.
3: So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It, it what you're saying doesn't have to fall in line with what everybody else is saying because mm-hmm. the purpose of this is mm-hmm. hearing from everybody what is yeah. Yahweh speaking to them and how how are we all connected. And what's the purpose? Right. And for people to understand that about you, because it's very hard as you're growing, you only know what you know. Right. You only know what you think is best to hit yourself to. Well, if you have the gifting of extreme loyalty, then that's going to be really hard if you have to make a course correction as you grow. Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Right. Because you fully committed. It's like you fully dive in the deep end and Yahweh's like, that's the wrong pool. And you're like, oh
2: shoot, I gotta get
3: out of the pool and go. You know, I mean that's that's that double edge of your gifting, and I feel like for you that's been a very real, tangible thing over the last seven years. But I want to be as confident as to say that Yahweh is calling that season of toiling and torment and wrestling done. Yeah. Like you've, it's been reconciled in you. Because that's the ultimate circumstance in history to ask yourself, yeah. which side would I be on?
0: Yeah. yeah, at the end of the day what you're describing is what every Christian should always yes. have when it comes time to salvation. The problem is, is that res- religion will dumb it down, especially if you're born into it and you, you, you only go off a couple of experiences mm-hmm. versus wrestling out an entire wineskin to yeah. say, yeah. it's not just a flippant, Process, you know, that's really hard to look in the mirror. If I would have killed him, mm-hmm. that is all. That yeah. is what we all yeah. should be looking yeah. at, because that is then salvation. That is that is the receiving of him. Yeah. And that that is transformation, and that is receiving his DNA. Um, and to go along with what he said, I, he he knows this. I don't know if I've ever said it corporately, but probably seven years ago, I gave him a word that uh, the level, when he's talking about giftings, the level of loyalty that he operates in, uh, I saw it as a Siamese twin. Hmm. So he's talking about hitching. I saw him literally as a Siamese twin to whatever his loyalty. He is tied by skin, DNA, hmm. Hmm. bone. I mean, there is a shared unit. And so I saw, you're going, you're going to die. Because when you cut off a mm-hmm. Siamese twin, yeah. you lose your yeah. Your, yeah. your your yeah. blood flow. Like your like. So the level of heat. What he's talking about the level of cut and yeah. the level of healing that mm-hmm. has to happen to that level of loyalty mm-hmm. is why it's easy to say, Well, I, you know, I'm called to end the church here because that. The yeah. church era was his Siamese, twi- like he yeah. was entangled yeah. Yeah. in it so much that the level of surgery and the mm-hmm. level of healing from that, and he's calling it done. But um, I also there was a there's another thing I wanted to speak over you. You said uh, up until this point I've been able to have my arms at arms length, and so I have a I have a perspective of from the outside looking in and I saw that in the spirit like you outside the house mm-hmm. like you're outside the house like watching what's happening mm-hmm. um and I and I just it's probably sooner after hearing you, but I felt like just declaring <laughs> over you, this time next year, mm-hmm. you will be at the forefront right in the center and you will be speaking to those who are on the outside of the house who are going come to come around come and mm-hmm. they're gonna enter this wine skin. We just heard it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They're gonna ask, yes. they're gonna come to the mm-hmm. house and they're gonna say, let me be aligned. Mm-hmm. They're gonna ask permission, let me be aligned. And they're gonna line up outside the house, but they're gonna go through seven years and they're gonna watch. And you're gonna be the one in the middle being able to identify with their process and call them in. So this time next year, it won't be arm's length and it won't be on the outside looking into the inside looking out because I need you to be on the inside looking out for those that are going to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same exact yeah. process. So.
3: Your night season has been seven years.
0: <coughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: You've been in night season for seven years. Come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> So how 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 powerful for us as a family to understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like you're, you're coming out of seven year night season. Which may you know, which means you're not gonna have to do another one in, in twelve months. <laughs> so,
0: or differently. Yeah. But the day season is walking out what he showed you in the night season. So the next wine skin is the activation of all that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kidding. But I was thinking about this today. Like, we had a week to prepare, and all week I've just been like in knots. Like, everybody who released, did you feel that way? Just like worried. Like, do I hear his voice? What's he saying? Wrestling through things. I might be alone in that, but I was definitely struggling. And then today I was like, I'm alone. But I was thinking about like, we have you guys do this all the time. The way that you release and it's just, and it's like yes, personal, but so for mm-hmm. you know the family for the bride. And so I just wanted to thank you guys because it is such mm-hmm. a place of like stepping a teeny tiny bit and following in your footsteps of like that's mm-hmm. hard to walk that. Mm-hmm. That I mean. I'll talk about it, but obviously living that life of just communing with him and having that type of relationship, but then making it public. And, um, it's just not one of those things that I think we give enough credit for. So like, just wanting yeah. to stand in that place that in this house that we honor you yeah. guys for yeah. for being those for being the prophets in our home that we don't dishonor yeah. what you guys carry and yeah. I'm thankful for the opportunity as a family that we get to feel what that feels like because mm-hmm. yeah. um, it just puts another
2: mm-hmm.
0: another emphasis on yeah all that you guys already do um, which is just part of um, what I felt like he, so I'll I'll probably jump all over the place. I'll try and keep the dots connecting and have it make sense, but um, as far as going from even just the night season into the invitation into this home and into what this home represents and that place of intimacy, um, for me personally, I feel like he is just pointing out that um, to go. Like, to go back to the beginning, it's like Tyler was talking about, with being able to get to the original intent, I have to start at the end, and the end being where I'm at right now, and allowing him to take this where I'm at and walk me all the way back, which I'm sure we're all doing. I feel like Omer counting is, like, wrecking my life. But in the process of walking it backwards, it's having to look at everything that I have, like I have hitched my wagon to or everything I have said yes to everything that like that the things that I have been loyal to in the sense that I have I have said I this is who the bride is and this is how I'm supposed to be and have acted a certain way or walked a certain way um and that in the night season of course we like I heard that from that place of the bride And then I feel like when we came out of that, he was like the bread, like in me personally. Um, And so um, in moving backwards, I feel like it's kind of like what Abby was talking about, like how are you, you know, why do I have to ask permission as an adult? And that's been one of those things that he has consistently. asked me to step into, like step into the home, step into that place of intimacy, step into that place of closeness, walk as a daughter, um, and that in this home, that uh, in this physical home, but in our home, in our family, that it's in this place that he is setting me in, like setting that motion in, that as I step into that place of intimacy, and commune with Ruach, that I will then learn to be a bride. That because I was raised a certain way as a daughter, that's what I thought a bride looked like. And then he's undoing all of that to send me into what what a bride actually looks like. Um, And um, Sarah, when you had talked about stay – how did you word it? You had talked about staying somewhere (laughs) – For too long, that you would you wrestled something for too long, that in that place um that um he exposed that you didn't have to be there. He exposed in me that I have been a daughter who remained in the house thinking this is a healthy place to be. But that in that what he actually exposed in me was I remained in the house because I I wanted to remain selfish. That um being in the house actually provided, like, me to be served, me to be fed, me to be, um, like, it looked like relationship, but because I allowed distance and in the intimacy, that what that was doing was actually just, like, allowing hoarding to happen. That I actually positioned myself, even with mom and dad, that, like, if I just stay, they'll keep feeding me, which sounds like the bride. The bride that we have known, the bride that is, it's being uncovered. That's the bride we don't want to walk as. Mm-hmm. But if I just, if I just stay, that means I'm close because they're still feeding me. If I just, if I'm just near, not, not close, in, but like just around them, then I'm, then I'm a good daughter. I'm in the house. I'm here. And he revealed that it is actually out of a total root of selfishness of not being in a home, not being in the home to be raised, but being in the home to continue to be fed. Mm-hmm. And then I have a mom That's who good. is like, I raised disciple, and send. And when mom, like when we first started uh, this time of intimacy and releasing, mom talked about trusting the body again. Mm-hmm. And um, can I can you, can you, you Um, there have been physical things that, I mean, one thing is that I will, I have said like with mom, like, whatever you do, I will follow. But I have had a heart that wants that level of intimacy, but is terrified of it. Thinking that what I'm going to receive on the other end is, you did it wrong, you were bad, so be distant again. But I have a mom who's like, let me train you how to trust your body again, how to love yourself, like, that raising, that building up. And um, I, I just take note that, like, this is how an adult has to, like, step into a place of asking a mom permission. Like, I don't even know how to feed myself. I don't know how to... And this is, like, all, yes, like, on earth, but by the Spirit. Like, I would much rather... Talk to Yahweh about my children and focus on them instead of him having to look at me. Or talk to him about Tyler instead of him having to look at me. And mom's like flipping all of that and teaching me how to follow her in what it looks like to to really live a selfless lifestyle. Mm -hmm. To me, I thought like... Just some things that he's undoing was that if you loved yourself, if you looked at yourself, if you paid attention, if you fed yourself, if you cared for yourself, that you were actually selfish. And so he is just starting to untwist all of that, which I think is just powerful when we... Even, you know, look at, like, the church as a whole, the bride as a whole, that there has been, like, this, look how selfless I am. Look how many programs I can put out there. Look what I can do for you. Just keep coming back and feeding me, showing me how much you value me. And that's what he's been getting at in me is as, I, um, as I've lived a life where I'm like, look at what an awesome mom I am. That's only for selfish gain. That was not for my children to live their best life ever, even though that's what I label it as. It's for me to be stamped with the approval of, you are a good mom. And as I'm choosing to step into that place of intimacy, um, it's, it's like a challenge coming up in my heart of, are you even right now stepping in to this home on a Friday night to be fed again? Are you stepping in to be a daughter who just sits here in order to get just another? It, like, I could do it all over again. I could relive the same thing all over again, but call it family. Just like we called it, but I'd be doing the same thing, showing up just to be served again, just to continue hoarding his spirit again, to continue being a daughter who's I'm at the table, but it's all in that same heart's position as the bride was before when I stepped away and I was like, I'm never gonna be that again and then I stood in a place again to say, like, look how awesome. I'm sitting here at the table, I'm dining with family, but in all reality it was all self serving. And so, um, so that was the challenge. He was just having me look at this week of if, or even just today, really of, am I still acting that way, or am I taking full ownership for in my part in the relationship? Because if I am a bride, then I carry part of the covenant. Versus showing up or just being a daughter who sits in a home to be fed. Um, actually today had um it's not it's not quite seven years but moving out of like this next year and into our next we um redid our vows and yahweh has just really had me focus on what you guys released over us he had the i don't know what you would call it, but the declaration over our marriage um and one of the things that really stood out to me was that he Pointed out through you guys that life can no longer be sustained by the way I always understood it. That there are things that I have um, had exposed at a big picture in the night season, but then bringing stepping into the day season, stepping into into intimacy. That in that was where he said, "I'm calling a bride forward, but if you continue to remain a daughter, like I'm not, I'm not calling you out to marry. Like it's not a." This sounds terrible, but I'm not looking for a child bride. Yeah. Like I'm not looking for somebody who's going to stay yeah. immature and not be a partner to me. Yeah. Um, And so um, uh, in that, he was just talking to me about what it looks like to leave and cleave, what it looks like to leave the lifestyle that I've known. Um, Like I've mentioned, probably every time I box, I feel like the Omer is just... It's like before it meant something. Like we knew we were counting the Omari, didn't really necessarily understand. But this year, it's like something about it has um, just released so much truth. But in order to find that truth, it's like he's having to expose how I've really been which is, like like Tyler's saying, it's not fun to have to look at. It's not fun to have to see the daughter who has sat in the home and hoarded. I mean, hear me when I say this. Like, yes, on earth, I've hoarded in the sense of mom and dad and not wanting them to, like, be released and dream, and I've kept it in that way. But in in his spirit, I've sat in a place of being a daughter who, like, if – If what is being declared over mom and dad is all these people that are going to be coming and saying, I want that, Mm -hmm. how are we ever going to have that if I'm a daughter who's like, you're not welcome at our table? Because I need to continuously be fed. Because I need to be shown my value through having parents sit there and tell me who I am. So as I have to look at that and recognize the selfishness that's been in there, um, and that was just one part of it. Like that is. I mean, we know, counting the Omer, that he is exposing so much. And that's only one, like, for me, that's been a huge one that he has been um pointing out is that selfish lifestyle. And that moving forward, life is no longer going to be sustained by the way that I've always understood it. Um, he was also talking to me about when I mentioned the child bride. I recognize that sounds really like gross um but if i'm supposed to be a bride the bride that he is searching for he was just telling me even specifically when sarah was talking that that place that i've sat of like selfishness continues to put myself out there hoping that they'll be they'll choose me back but then ultimately i'm walking out my own self-fulfilling prophecy of i'm not going to be chosen and so, really, I do that to Yahweh, like and Sarah's talking about hearing that that he chose us back, and that is um to me what what I felt like he was speaking about was in me, that's a house divided, like I'm putting it out there, like I'm choosing you, look how much I'm choosing you, but really, I just need you to tell me how awesome I am. I just need you to give my give me my value as a bride. I'm learning. Okay, I'm, I'll learn my value as a daughter, and then I'm hoping to be a bride. And he's like, "That's not the bride I'm searching for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even bringing a partnership. I don't even recognize the value that I carry. Like, I need it to be fulfilled. Do you know what I mean? In that selfish way. Um, and so, um, the only thing. Let me see. I always jump back to my notes. Um, just a couple other things that I was wanting to make sure that I um, am walking with awareness for me personally is that through these next 49 days, um, that as the Omer, is that as we're count, counting it out and walking it out, that I am recognizing that this is where the truth of the bride is being released. Like it's... I'm sure we've all known that but I feel like something this year is hitting like the truth of the bride is finally being released over her. So the identity crisis that the bride has been in is coming to an end as we stand in a place of like first in me and then in the bride and then in you know it just continues to grow bigger and bigger that the bride's identity crisis would come to an end because how can she be in covenant with one who does not have an identity crisis that is a house divided and that won't stand and that is not something that can that's not that's not going to sustain it's not going to bring others in. it's not going to um, produce fruit. And so um, I think that that was everything that I had. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you, Missy.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's something huge that um, <coughs> that's being tapped into as you share, Missy, and I think it speaks to your gift as well, that if we, a lot of what you're talking about, what you struggle with, is out <laughs> of the fear of a negative judgment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... If our conscience, if our inner voice that tells us what's right and wrong, our perception of right and wrong, has a has a constant expectation of a negative judgment, mm-hmm. then your inner voice literally forbids you or restricts you from being free to do what you would otherwise do. Yeah. And as you were talking, I, I felt like, okay, you're... A lot of times when Yahweh frees you from something we talk about going back to it because that's it's it's the things that the father lets you fight it's because he's training you for something in that same arena. So when I hear you talking what I'm hearing is that Yahweh's had you carry this so you can overcome it so that you can ultimately cultivate a healthy inner voice in the bride so she's not forbidden and she's not restricted. I don't know how many times I've talked with different people, and you guys will know who I'm talking about. And you're like, "Man, I was—I felt like I wanted to do this, and but I didn't. I—I I restricted myself. <clears throat> I restrained myself yeah. because you have an expectation that there's going to be oh something's wrong with that. Yeah. It's it's ministering to me because for so long, sometimes I think to myself, and I'm getting better about it. But for so long, I thought Kingdom heirs. This is what I see Kingdom heirs as, or what we're doing, and I'll catch myself being aware of like, but the bride at large will—they they this will. There's an expectation in of myself that this will be judged as wrong. It doesn't fit, right? Like we we don't fit in what we're coming out of. We didn't fit right but that was like my prohibitive conscious telling me like so so you can see how that's a problem right if okay let me give you an example us literally in covenant in intimacy if she wants to do something in intimacy but then she doesn't because she thinks oh he might think you know something negative seriously (laughs) Right? I don't want her to restrict herself. Right? I mean, right.
2: Yeah.
3: like, you, I feel like like what you're saying is so huge, and Yahweh's going to use you to help cultivate and recognize when people have an inner voice that's restricting them from actually the fullness of what Yahweh wants them yeah. to operate in. yeah, yeah. And and when you said child bride, I literally got sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that that's all another yeah. That was really. Interesting. <clears throat> Did that example make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why everyone's
3: quiet. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no i just um no when you're talking about the inner voice i think that that's just i think it's like a it's yeah. a good word because that's you know we'll talk a lot about like what's going on in me and mm-hmm. it is that inner that inner prohibitive conscious or that inner voice or um you know the tree the tree of good and evil or the you know weighing it out and when you're talking about how it prohibits it's when it's when Missy was talking about like a self-fulfilled prophecy. It's like whatever your inner thoughts are, yeah. go back. Let like let's circle this all the way back to what Dan was saying. Yeah, our thoughts are nothing, but they're something. Yeah, they're yeah. actual pathways. Thoughts actually can be extracted.
2: Mm-hmm. Thoughts
0: are a thing, and they're not a thing.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's like it, there's a frequency to that. So whatever our <coughs> thoughts are, our thoughts are what create. So thinking through like the bride coming into her fullness of being able to have that strong air voice and walking in that identity. It's such a refinement process. Mm-hmm. Anybody probably from the outside would look at Missy and be like, what? No. But she'll still go through the depths of but why, but mm-hmm. where, but who, but when. Because how powerful is it to get a revelation where we've talked about religion where we've said that we kept people in being children, so there'd be yes. a codependency. Mm-hmm. So we're raising up mature yeah. sons and daughters for the purpose to get, to right. send them to be married. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then to be able to evaluate, not just because something's wrong or that anything she was doing was wrong, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's um, like a the kairos moment for yahweh to say how how old are you yes it does you know mm-hmm. like an evaluation of oh mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to be sitting at the table anymore i'm supposed yeah. to be the brother or the mature son that's going you know the prodigal's coming yeah. in i'm supposed to be oh my goodness i I didn't realize i was supposed to be going and getting the coat yeah i remember mm-hmm. we talked about that yeah so there's mm-hmm. always it's it's always reflecting like going back to what tyler said like always being able to evaluate because we can even be how many times have we talked about get at the table, sit at the seat? Mm-hmm. And even then sitting at the seat, being able to evaluate, why am the seat? Which yeah. seat did I choose? Why am yeah. I here? Am I supposed to be you know what I mean? And so there's just so much multi-dimension to all of those things that what she's really speaking to on the rent on the remnant side is that when you are received into or out of a system and into adoption, the purpose is to multiply is to is to build covenant and to multiply, mm-hmm. take dominion and mm-hmm. and cover the earth. And so there's this um, multi-generational thing and ultimately what would have been capped is, you know, not then not operating in covenant, then not having children, not releasing, mm-hmm. and just staying mm-hmm. stagnant. Yeah. And ultimately having a word for all of us that and I believe that, that that's what he's doing right now is he's really activating movement. <laughs> He's activating movement right now. He's activating. I mean, we we heard it this past week. He's activating maturity. Yes. We're hearing about an assembly. We're talking about the body, trusting yeah. the body. I mean, you can see these yeah. words coming to pass. Yeah, that we've all been in this season, but mm-hmm. unto what? Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's just powerful to kind of. I mean, I'm just kind of hearing it in everyone's words. So yeah, it's good.
3: I want to add to that because I think this is this dynamic is significant. Um, as we transition, but I think it's a good example at, at some point over the last several years, we were in relationship with people that were fully vested in the church system, let's say. And there was a judgment spoken over her saying she's, she's too wild. She's like a wild filly, like a, like a, mm-hmm. um,
2: that that's what she said <laughs>
3: um, but it was in a negative it was an accusation she's uncontrollable right unsubduable or whatever and papa ken when we were sharing about this said what's wrong with that
0: no he goes yeah, he, go, he goes yeah you are <laughs> and i was coming to him mm-hmm. like Get this off of me! It was
3: that mm-hmm. conscience, that get inner this, voice saying there's something Get this disobedient,
0: rebellious, like whatever's in me, get it off of me. And he goes, "Yeah, you are." And I'm like, "What?" He was like, "That's exactly what you're supposed to be." And I was like,
3: "So." So there's something, yeah. there's something big to this, especially as we're going into a season of worship, because I, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is stirring up that there's you can almost feel it. Now that I feel like there's words yes, to it, there's there's been an inner voice concerning our worship that yeah, says it's want, supposed yep. to look a certain way yeah. or not look a certain yeah. way or whatever, right? And we have this expectation that there, whatever we desire to do that might seem like crazy or wild or, you know, just like that accusation, and we think, oh, we can't do that, so we restrict ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that's a good segue that as we go into worship, if you ever find yourself people gonna think about that, or what is this gonna look like, that you're you're actually identifying and taking thoughts captive that there's an inner voice that's mm-hmm. prohibiting you from yeah. something. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
3: not saying I'm not saying don't evaluate your actions. But if you're constantly thinking that way, then there's a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you find yourself in worship as we go into worship, and you're like desiring to worship a certain way, or maybe you worship that way when nobody's around, Mm -hmm. but when people are around, you're like, well, I don't want to be weird. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yahweh wants a a mature bride, Mm -hmm. like a woman bride that's not going to be like, (laughs)
2: right like
3: it it sounds it's like we need it sounds weird but it's like we need to be a mature woman in our (laughs) worship a woman that doesn't that is that will say i am a wild philly and you know what i mean and not question like well i don't know yeah Yeah, yeah Mm-hmm. And that's a word going into worship. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I hope, I hope you're gonna catch like it's it's gonna put a big target on those thoughts. I
2: okay.
0: Well, I mean that is that I mean that is ultimately the segue for you know just to kind of transition us uh, into the end of the night. Is next week we are entering into worship. Um, so we have. An opportunity to be able to we remember what Yahweh said we're being launched from this place of intimacy which should launch us into our fullness and being able to operate into that new sound that's within and so sometimes the reason why we have the, those those voices is because it's new you
7: know I wasn't always
0: a wild filly. I was an OB I was I was not always wild, it was just when he woke me up, I just started getting excited and then I got crazy. And so it's just one of those things where when there's something new, it's unrecognizable to others. And so again, for permission for us that if something is new in someone, we need to grant them permission yeah. as well yeah. yes. that we don't that we don't become the, prohi- the, the prohibitive voice, voice yeah. over someone yeah. to say that's yeah. not what I thought yeah. new was going to look yes. like yeah. because new is new and new is new in them and yeah. we don't know what that looks like because we don't know you know so just to be aware of that as we as we walk into it. So. That was good guys man.
3: That was good. We have to listen to this recording like 10 times (laughs) with everybody's words.
0: And I know uh, Megan was going to talk about a couple of uh, practical things on the side of Shavuot, right? I mean, as far as like what we're seeing. But I did want to just let everyone know that not only are we entering into worship next week, we only have like three more weeks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like three, three and some days, weeks to Shavuot. Yeah. And so I want to remind us that this is a feast. This is an appointed time. Practically, this feast is going to look like Friday night. It's going to be the same time, and it's going to be here. But our communion is going to be a little bit different because we are going to be rehearsing the two loaves. Because remember from, I don't want to teach on it, but remember from Pesach is our first fruits. We just gave our first fruits from that first fruits. Then we're able to create. And so there's a a wave offering, and there's two loaves that come forward, so we'll be doing that. And then, of course, the, the platform for the night is going to be worship. But if you guys don't remember, uh, what is going to be happening at Shavuot, I believe is going to be extremely powerful. This night of worship is going to be worship, but there's definitely going uh, going to be an impartation. So for all of us that experienced, regardless of where you were at this season, all of us experienced a commissioning, right, last time. This time we're feeling a corporate commissioning. So we individually as families have been commissioned into, but this, but this year we're really feeling a corporate commission, but not necessarily like, um, not like a corporate commission. Like we're going to speak corporately. It's going to be in the context of worship, but I'm seeing a real intimate time of being able to lay on hands on everyone because something's going to happen in the spirit where you're going to receive the Torah after this night season in a way you've never received before this is the marriage covenant this is the promises this is the vows this is what missy's talking about a child doesn't receive marriage vows a mature one that has walked through a process that has been anointed that has come to this place receives such vows I know that there's going to be a personal aspect because remember during Pesach, I felt like I was supposed to teach on a Mesuzah. Mm -hmm. That teaching is still going to be coming forward. There's going to be something about the the Torah being written on our hearts and being able to activate that. And as along with that, um, Dad Padrino has been leaning in for the last three years, I believe. Remember when he said up until this point, we've known what we're not. Mm-hmm. but we don't know what we are, mm-hmm. and so we have we have our, how would you say it? Not a new name. Like, we're still heirs. Not a name, but you know when people say, what are you? Identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, identity. your identity. And, oh, I'm a Hebrew, <laughs> and I, whatever, whatever things we've come up with, <laughs> we have who we are. Kind of wrapped up in one thing for us to be able to strongly stand on and identify and that's not coming from the spirit that's coming from also aligning with remnant all over the world and Finding our tribe or finding our people. We've seen this house. We've seen this house We've we and, and we and we are we are bridge connectors. That's not wrong we are supposed to be acquainted and aligned with all these different houses, but there is a remnant that walks uh, with such a way that we believe is part of our history and our heritage. So that will be released also at Watt. So get excited, because yeah. we have like three weeks for that, up until then. Am I saying that right, Justin? Yes. Our tribe, <laughs> our peeps, is that?
7: I'm actually going to stand up this time, just so I can see everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just want to be able to, I just want to be able to physically lock eyes with everyone. Um, so, um, I, I just, we can all acknowledge the feeling or the reality to where we are now after this time of connection. And specifically ending tonight and then with this preparation of Shabalot, Um tonight just felt so, um, so powerful. And you can feel the identity of the bride beginning to emerge. Can you feel that in the things that have been shared, in the dots that have been connected, in what's coming in, literally, Padrino and Rana feeling like we know what to call us.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
7: Like we know we can put a name to who we are, um, that that's not a, oh, like that's cool, we just got that figured out, but that as the bride's identity Mm -hmm. is being uncovered because what she was covered in mm-hmm. is being washed clean mm-hmm. that we now can have a name. Um and so that is just one piece of of what's coming at Shabalot. And I just um uh want to have permission to just speak uh, candidly, even uh, Tyler, because of your vulnerability and what you referenced from last week, to be able there is a um, uh, there is a heart's position that needs to be taken in preparation for Shavuot, and um, and. Because of Tyler's vulnerability, um, we can identify this and speak to it so that we are prepared and we are ready to fully receive everything that is coming this Shavuot. And what that heart's position or heart's shift needs to look like is anything in us that wants to kill the spirit of truth. So kill can sound like oh well i don't have that in my heart because i wouldn't want to kill anything but kill simply means to destroy to i I mean it's it's to it's to prevent to stop to abort to shut down to right And, and and when we're walking through the process of refinement that we are all the way to Shavuot, which is which is getting ready to receive in a whole to a whole other degree the Father's loving instructions and the Spirit of Truth that rests and resides in our hearts and writes those instructions on our hearts. That as we're getting to receive that, that one of the things that will shut down us being able to fully receive, let alone be able to grab a hold of and activate, is if there's anything in us that's resistant to that truth. And that can look like irritation. It can look like frustration. It can look like weariness. It can look like anything mm-hmm. in you, any mm-hmm. any residue of mm-hmm. a like wanting to avoid, which is a word that we've heard on mm-hmm. Boxer, right? Is it, Dee said, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've been wanting to avoid the process mm-hmm. of counting the omer, right? Mm-hmm. She's not the only one. Mm-hmm. But we've got mm-hmm. people who are vulnerable, so I'm using them as examples, mm-hmm. but, but in the sense that, that the, the process of the counting of the Omer is that walking that walking out or that preparation to prepare yourself to receive those instructions to be that bride that's ready from childhood mm-hmm. to a grown woman, like what Pandrino's saying. And and um the, um, if there is any, I, I feel like the, the the us and the bride has pushed through, or us as the bride, has pushed through a barrier because of coming out of that narrative where we haven't been before. But there is a temptation or there could be a temptation to go back to what's good, Mm -hmm. which is the same as killing the truth. Mm
2: -hmm.
7: It's, it's, It's the same thing. So as you're walking out this process of refinement in these next three weeks, if there's any part of our hearts that's positioned, again, even in frustration versus... Humility and gratitude because, because at some point, as mature sons and daughters who are becoming the, a mature bride, becoming ready to be a wife, um, at, at, uh, sorry, you guys, i just been, um, that we would then, move out of the frustration of the process of refinement Mm -hmm. or the irritation or the weariness that comes with the process of refinement. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, I'm just so sick of the truth. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, because, because truth causes you to reconcile
2: Mm -hmm.
7: what you thought that you knew which means that there's work involved right mm-hmm. and and part of what we're moving the bride out of is is complacency
2: mm-hmm.
7: and entitlement where mm-hmm. she's never had to she's never had mm-hmm. to prepare or ready mm-hmm. herself for anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then when when we're invited into a process of refinement or preparation yeah. it's mm-hmm. like such a grumbling yeah. mm-hmm. groaning and 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 it's, oh, it, it was okay. It it was okay, Mm -hmm. but it's not anymore. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. Because truth, the Mm -hmm. spirit of truth is life giving and life preserving. Mm -hmm. So when I ask Yahweh to, to bring truth, and I ask Ruach to come and, and, and literally reside in my heart, and that brings exposure to anything that's false. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to deal with that? Mm-hmm. What I'm dismissing is that it is bringing life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so then what happens is I cut that life off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even if uh-huh. I think I'm still walking out the process, right. yep. my heart's position, my um, my mindset is still, this is irritating, yeah. this is frustrating, this is exhausting, this is, it, it's different. That is different than uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? I am not saying that we can't be pressed. And we can't feel that press, and we can't acknowledge that press, and we can't be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But we can't stay irritated. Mm-hmm. Because it will do one of two things. It will prevent us from being able to receive truth in her wholeness and in her fullness, which is what we asked him right. to do. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. hmm mm-hmm. 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 And then we're irritated yeah. by what truth yeah. mm-hmm.
2: highlights
7: that's false in us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Right. While he's like, I, I'm literally producing freedom in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm lit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So it can do one of two things. The one being, it can. Sorry, I don't even remember. Um. <laughs> but it can. Uh, it can keep us from being able to receive that truth fully and wholly, or it will send us back to what's good.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good, Megan.
7: Mm-hmm. 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 And we just got to a place where Yali is saying I can trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm i can trust you again
2: yeah
7: and and he's starting to reveal himself and ruach is starting to breathe again and finding more and more places to land and to make herself known and then when she lands we're like that's annoying
2: right right
7: right, right? which means that we preferred yeah. yeah we preferred when she was hidden
4: yeah
7: which is the The reason we walked out this entire process is so that she wouldn't be or so that he wouldn't be falsely characterized or, um, (laughs) um, so we, we, there is a, there's a turning point that needs to happen in these next three weeks for us to prepare to fully receive what's coming We have to keep pressing, we have to keep pushing, we have to keep walking out that process of refinement, but we have to shift any heart's position or mindset that finds that, that would bring accusation essentially to um, that spirit of truth that is beginning to bring that, bring the fullness of life back to the bride. And in three weeks, practically, and in the spirit, we are going to be receiving that in a whole new way. And and Yahweh's heart in safeguarding us is that um, is that we would be able to to receive that in full. So when Tyler says that I I the reality is that I want to kill that. That's it. That can be in everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to take the opportunity because it, like I said, it can look it it can look like just simply irritation versus a heart of gratitude when you, when when something is brought up for refinement that there would be such humility in his grace and his mercy to want to draw us nearer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so anyways um does that make sense
0: yeah was really- i said you were going to release some practical stuff I, that wasn't practical
7: <laughs> at
0: all um but Thing. I wanna to add to what you're saying, the yeah. last thing that you just said is super powerful because you said it'll do one of two things and then the last thing you said, the third thing would be that, that more wouldn't be released. Yes. The more the more that it's the more that it's received, the more you get. Yes.
7: And yeah.
0: And grants the kingdom of heaven more permission yeah. to do more. Hmm. So we have the authority, just like he wanted us to have, heaven on earth, right? We, we, we cry out, give us that authority, and then the authority we end up taking is, get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. But the more we say heaven, we want it, yes. and we receive it, and we're not frustrated by it, the more, I mean, again, going back to Dan's word, it's like the spirit realm, kissing. Yes. Heaven yeah. on earth. The more we operate in this, the more op- the more opportunities we have for yeah. us to see heaven and the veil break through mm-hmm. our reality world or our decoy world and the reality of who we really are being more and more known. But the more that that happens, and then we say no,
2: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
0: one of two things is we'll go back to good
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we stop it. But then also just recognizing that we don't receive m- more, yeah. you know.
5: Yeah. yeah,
7: so um, we will safeguard one another over the next three weeks. Um, this is a conversation that will keep happening, that we will keep happening, and um, you know so just be aware of the Kingdom Airs Box, really use that as a tool, um, you know, if, if you have it, stay connected, be aware, and use these three weeks um, to, um, to safeguard what is coming. So because that, because Shavuot, that is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Once that identity is released and once those loving instructions are given to us in a way that we can, because every year we're able to receive in a new way, more and more, the more that we walk out the process, right, it develops deeper meaning to us, and we're able to receive another aspect, and then we build on that, and we grow in that. And so shavuot Wot is just the beginning, but it can't even start, just like what Mom's saying about that releasing more, that process can't begin without the preparation to get there and receive in the first place. Mm -hmm. So we have to Mm -hmm. take that seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Practically, uh, practically, that oak service will be here, and it will be the 26th, the same night of graduation. and um, Mom already shared just kind of what to what to expect. It's going to just be a really powerful night where we do get to engage in the two loaves. Um, and uh, worship will be a platform for just that impartation to come. And then another thing that we need to begin preparing for in these next three weeks is there is an opportunity for a offering and the offering this year is going to be financial so when we think through and we'll keep talking about this over the next three weeks but as you think through the processes of even the night season and the stripping of the narrative, the last seven years, the wineskin, is your heart just completely overwhelmed and overflowing with humility and gratitude of all that Yahweh has done to uncover the identity of you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of his bride. And that for this first fruit offering that we want to press in Press in personally as to what it looks like to bring, to bring your best in the form of that financial offering. So, um, so again, we'll keep releasing more on the spirit as far as um, on kingdom heirs. Um, that offering is something that John and I are really um, just carrying personally. Um, that heart's response. Um, But if you think about it too, it's a heart's response, but it's also a heart's positioning because it's physically going to take place prior to the impartation of identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Meaning we're going to physically give that over before that identity is imparted. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. pressing in. That's That's what Shabba will have. That's also on the 26. Yep,
0: yep. What I'm hearing in that is I was just uh, remembering last year how we all remember the yes. word was, was that the charcuterie board,
2: mm-hmm. that we
0: all have a part at the table and we yeah. all bring, you know, and I'm just hearing that just in this season, what he's doing, I don't know, there's just like so much. And mm-hmm. I think about like j- just what he's doing and in that offering, it's that mm-hmm. same thing. It's just a shift in growth mm-hmm. of what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. That's my financial charcuterie board. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> Alright, you guys. This is it for tonight. So make sure you hug everyone. Make sure you check yourself at the door. Remember new words, don't mean old words go out, we're just building. So um so encourage everyone before you leave. Okay.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Ayers International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.